What? A fire? <laughs> no. Just trying to open a package of socks. Come on in. It's sleep or don't. Sleep or don't. Yeah. It's time for sleep or don't. Yes, sir. I'm Mr. Vanilla. It's time to lock the doors, brush your teeth. Don't forget to floss. It's a good habit. Do all the necessary things you need to do before you get into bed. This is a pre-sleep podcast. I may not get you all the way to sleep, but I am going to get you into position for sleep. And as the Swedes never say, saying into some, it's the bed, not the sleep. Just get to the bed. Just make it. Just make it in the right way. Sleep will take care of itself. Get into a good routine. Turn off the lights. You don't need screens. You got me. Maybe you need a little book or something. Books are so great. Just get a book out. Maybe I'll read a book for you. What are you scared of? What's causing you anxiety? What's causing you fear? For me, the anxiety is I didn't get my stuff done. There was something I was supposed to do this weekend, and I didn't do it. And now I'm too tired, it's too late, and I'm going to have to get up early. And the trap that I always fall into is, no, I better do it now, because I don't know when I'm going to fall asleep. So if I fall asleep at 1.30 in the morning and I have to get up at 6, that's not enough sleep. So if I do it now, it's only 30 minutes of work. If I do it now, I'll be ready to bed for bed by midnight. Then I can get up at 7.30 or 7, and I'm great. Except you work at night, you fire up that anxiety machine. Don't fire up the anxiety machine. I have an anxiety machine that turns on like clockwork at 11 p.m. If I can just get to sleep before then, I'm great. Do you know your patterns? If you're not sleeping at night, it's because of your pre-sleep routine. Now, okay, there's some medical things, and there are some extenuating circumstances where you just have maybe an extra tough time. But I guarantee you, if you improve your pre-sleep routine, you're going to improve everything. You know what I'm thankful for tonight? Just a little thing. I I love the winter time because the water comes out of the tap cold. Yeah, I drink tap, tap water, unfiltered. And I'm not scared. And it's cold and delicious. I think I'm going to take a sip right now. I hope you didn't hear that loud swallow. Okay. I am going to try something a little different tonight. I've been telling stories about myself and my life. And gosh, I'm pretty interesting. I know that. But you know what would be cool? If we went to Wikipedia together and pull up something random here 
oh, I don't know. How about fires? Just fires on Wikipedia? It's an interesting, interesting little topic. Am I a firebug? Maybe. Maybe you are too. Fire is the rapid oxidation of material, aka the fuel, in the exothermic, that means heat producing, chemical process of combustion, releasing heat, light, and various reaction products. Here's what I want to know though. If hot enough, the gases may become ionized to produce plasma. You hear about plasma a lot, right? Lightning's plasma, whatever that means. Click on plasma on Wikipedia. Plasma from the ancient Greek plasma. <laughs> it's got a bunch of Greek letters. And then in parentheses it says, you know, plasma. Or, and it means a moldable substance is one of four fundamental states of matter. You remember this from physics? Ugh, did you hate physics? Was your physics teacher interesting? My teacher, uh, my physics teacher in high school, I had physics in college too, but my physics teacher in high school, he had a few cool experiments. And I remember there was one assignment that changed the entire course of my life. Does that sound extreme? It's true. The experiment, or the assignment rather, was making wooden bridges. And so what, what the assignment was, he gave us a bunch of sticks. And they were wooden things, wooden sticks that were a quarter inch by a quarter inch. And they were kind of square. And he sent us home with that. And he said, go buy some wood glue or some Elmer's glue. Cut those sticks into pieces. Glue them together and make a bridge. And it's got to span an 18-inch. I don't know what the actual length was, but it was about 18 inches. It's got to it's have an 18-inch span. And I'm going to put it on that span. And then I'm going to use uh, a a system, <laughs> for lack of a better word, no preparation here, a system to try and put, not try, but to put weight in the center of that bridge. And I'm going to push down on that bridge until your bridge breaks. And whoever has the strongest bridge gets extra credit. I don't know if there was any other prize other than extra credit. Bragging rights, right? And so my buddy and I, we went to his house. He was renting a mansion, a small town mansion. It was by far the biggest house in our county. I don't know if it was the biggest square footage. And I know that doesn't sound right, but it was a, it was, it was a mansion. It looked like a mansion too. It looked the way you picture a mansion to look. And we were down in his basement on some card tables working on our bridges. And I just made a bridge. You know, I was like, well, this is what a bridge looks like. I'm going to make a bridge. So 
I didn't sweat it that much. We're working away, and my buddy, he turns to me and he says, we're, we're sophomore, sophomores in high school, and to, to that point, hadn't had much luck with the ladies. <laughs> Some of us hadn't had any luck with the ladies. He said, hey, let's call. Let's call somebody to come over and work on the bridges with us. And that somebody was a girl. And I was like, yeah, she's cool. I've known her since, you know, third grade. She's great. He'd known her since kindergarten. So we were friends. Yeah, sure. She's in the class. She comes over. We work on the bridges for about five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if my buddy even finished <laughs> his bridge assignment. And it wasn't, it wasn't five minutes before he turned to her and he said, Hey, you know, you've got a lot of friends uh, on your team there, on your sports team. What if you invited them over? And she was like, to your house? And he's like, yeah, invite him over. Well, he had his eye on a girl, and those girls came over, and some of them didn't have physics, and some of them did, but nobody worked on a bridge. We flirted a bit, and we had a lot of fun, and as we always did, we ended up in vehicles driving around, dragging Maine in our small community. Going to Maverick, that's our local gas station, getting a free sample. They had these little tiny one inch by one inch cups, one inch tall, one inch diameter, roughly paper cups, and you could get a free sample of their frozen yogurt. <laughs> and <laughs> they did not care that we did this because we did this every day. Now, maybe they should have cared, and maybe the the uh, owner of, of the company would have cared, but the employees did not care. We'd get a cup and we would fill that little cup eight inches high and get us a nice free treat. And the kids who knew how to spend money would buy a Mountain Dew and maybe a frozen burrito. And the kids who didn't know how to spend money or didn't have money to spend would get a free sample and would get back in the truck and would drive somewhere else. And in those days, I don't think things are that much different, but in those days, we'd just drive somewhere and bump into somebody and say, oh, hey, let's go over here, let's go over there. Well, thanks to those bridges and inviting that girl over, my buddy and I both met our wives. <laughs> He married his high school sweetheart, and I chased that dang girl for eight years. She finally relented, and we did get married. I had to fight, though. That physics teacher, he taught us about plasma, and I remember, I remember thinking, you know, the, the states of matter, like... <laughs> Yeah, okay. Plasma is one of the fundamental states of matter. Okay, what are the other ones? Solid, liquid, gas. I know what a solid is. I know what a liquid is. I know what a gas is. Plasma sounds make-believe to me. You know? 
this plasma page has got a picture of lightning. And <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we're not doing a physics lesson here, but it's funny because when you think about solid, liquid, and gas, you can think of water. It can be a solid ice. It can be a liquid water. It can be a gas, a cloud, right? Great. Um, you can picture that with some lead. Heat it up, it becomes liquid lead. Heat it up some more, and it becomes lead in a cloud, lead cloud. But that's a heavy cloud. <laughs> Great. Now, what's the plasma again? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because, you know, there is also this thing called blood plasma, right? College kids, they go to the they go to the place where they pump blood out of you and then they take the blood and they spin it in a centrifuge. And I think the plasma is heavy and comes out the bottom and then they they draw the blood back out of that container and they pump it back into you. I never did that. That is not my thing. Uh, but I don't think that blood plasma has anything to do with plasma, plasma. <clears throat> oh, look, here on blood plasma, plasma's the top. The, the blood, the red part of the blood goes to the bottom. 55% of your blood is plasma. That's pretty great. Um, it's amber-colored liquid, and no blood cells are, are present. They're all spun to the bottom. Blood proteins. That's what I clicked on next. We're just surfing through Wikipedia. So plasma proteins are present in blood plasma. Great. And here's a whole long list of specific blood proteins. Can we, through the hyperlinks on this page, get to something interesting? Maybe you love blood. Maybe it makes you cringe. Ooh, here's an interesting sounding protein. Transferrin. Transferrin. They've got a sketch of what transferrin structure is, the protein structure. It's a bunch of Red, green, blue, orange, yellow, and light blue ribbons. If you've ever seen those pictures, it's like, I don't know who figured that out. Yeah, that's approximately what it looks like. I don't know. But transferrins, transferrins, I think it's transferrins. They're glycoproteins. Isn't that exciting? Man, how are we going to get to something through this. Okay, humans and mammals have transferrin, but you know what else does? Drosophila mel melanogaster. You know what that is? That's a fruit fly. You know, I, let's talk about fruit flies for just a second. I've been thinking, I was thinking this last night, coincidentally. 
When's the last time you saw a fruit fly? It seems like it used to be that fruit flies were everywhere. I'd leave I eat an apple a day. And that used to be, I swear, that I'd drop an apple in my garbage at work. And there'd be fruit flies in there the next day. Okay, maybe not the next day. Two days, though. And the fruit flies are there. Nobody's emptying my garbage but me. And I do it once a week at work. And I don't get fruit flies. So, something weird going on. They're disappearing. You know? You know, they're less commonly known as vinegar fly, pomace fly, or banana fly. Banana fly, that's fun. I like the name. Fruit fly, I guess I, fruit flies are gross looking, and they're gross, right? They're gross. Are you relaxed when I talk about blood and gross things and fire and plasma? I don't know. Let's click on banana. See, the hyperlink was not to banana fly because we were on the banana fly page because fruit flies are banana flies. But a banana is an elongated, elongated uh, edible fruit. Did you know this, though? I did know this. I took botany classes. Bananas are botanically berries. Now we're talking. Tomorrow for breakfast when you're eating a banana. I want you to turn to your spouse, your brother, your sister, the guy in the hotel room lobby, and say, uh, I'm just eating a berry for breakfast. <laughs> I was trying to think of a... A, a better way to phrase that that would make it sound cool and vague. <laughs> I went straight for the I went straight for the throat. Hey, these berries are delicious. How about that? Grab two bananas, sit down and just chomp away at it. Turn to the guy reading the newspaper in the hotel lobby and say, "Hey man, try the berries. These are delicious." And then hold up your two bananas. And he'll be like, I wish I had a, 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 <laughs> a sound for turning the paper page. Is he really reading the newspaper? Like he's got a paper newspaper? Like somebody dropped a USA Today on his doorstep? Probably not. Maybe you've missed out on those days where the guy would just raise the paper and cover his face. I love bananas. I don't know if you've seen banana trees. They're not really trees. But you don't know what else to call them. I mean, they're, they kind of look like a palm tree, right? And they're really not. I lived in Oklahoma uh, for a while, and it, was, it wasn't much warmer than I live, the place I live now. <clears throat> But it was warm for longer, and you could really grow some nice banana plants out there. You'd take the tuber-looking thing, you'd plant it in the ground, and it would grow up and get tall and have nice big leaves and just give you that tropical feel. And then when it started to get cold, you'd dig it up, you'd put it in the garage, 
put it in the, like a paper bag, the, ball, the root ball in a paper bag, and wait for spring. That seemed to work pretty good. I usually forgot to dig them up. I don't know. Okay, but did you know these berries that we're talking about? They're primarily grown for their fruit, but to a lesser extent, people use the leaves for fiber. I think it's the leaves. Banana wine. And banana beer, of course. Of course, we make beer and wine out of anything and everything, right? <clears throat> you can ferment just about anything. I'm clicking on banana wine. Uh, there's no picture. Didn't you want it to be yellow? I mean bright yellow. I don't know. There's no picture of banana wine. I'm going to Google that. We're, we're leaving Wikipedia. I feel like I need to announce that. We, we went in there together. Wait a minute. Banana and finish. <laughs> That's your autocorrect? Let's see. It's banani. B-A-N-A-A-N-I. Banani. I don't know how you... I, I don't have a Finnish accent in my back pocket. All right, back to banana wine. Banana wine. Rwanda. It autocorrected to that. Akarusho banana wine. You and I drinks. This is a UK company. I am 18 years old. Uh, I just want to see what color it is. It's in a can. All right. Well, I regret leaving the Wikipedia page. We're back on. We're back on the Wikipedia page. Okay, so I know this. I read a banana book once. So right now, everybody, most everybody, the big yellow bananas that are everywhere, those are... Cavendish variety. But it, we used to eat the Gros Michel and the French pronunciation French pronunciation is here for me if I want to try and decode the pronunciation language. But um, it was also known as Big Mike and apparently that's the approximate translation of Grow Michelle. I got the Michelle part. Michelle is Mike. So I guess gross, G-R-O-S, grow. I don't think they say the S. Means big. The Grow Michelle was uh, the banana of choice until the 1950s. And I think there was a disease that wiped it out. Okay, moving down. Oh, they even used the word wiped out. A wilt caused by the fungus Fusarium oxysporum wiped out vast tracts of Gros Michel plantations in Central America. 
though it is still grown on non-infected land throughout the region. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, I like a good banana in my smoothie. And you may not know this if you're not a redneck and at least my age, but smoothies haven't been around forever in the mainstream. When I was first married to that woman I chased for eight years that I met because I was building bridges with another girl who got invited to the mansion, That was a long sentence going all the way back. When I was first married, we had a blender. And as I, I was excited because I, I had a vague understanding of what smoothies should be. <laughs> and it, it seems so funny now, but I would try to make smoothies. And this is how I would try to make them. I would take oodles of ice, buckets of ice, and fill my blender. And it wasn't, you know, now they have those sleek blenders that are single serving blenders this was a big old clunky blender pitcher and I filled that three quarters of the way full with ice I would put one banana in it or half a banana in it like one token piece of fruit or a few berries I was messing with berries a lot now I know bananas are berries you almost got me there but I was messing with blueberries and blackberries and raspberries, you know, with the sorted frozen food, fruit. And I would pour, you know, half a cup of that in there. And I've got like five cups of ice. And I'd put water in there and I'd blend it up. And it looked right. It had the right consistency. But <laughs> guess what it tasted like? Ice. <laughs> it had a great consistency. And... I would be like, oh, it needs sugar. So I, I would put a tablespoon of sugar in there and blend it up. I'd be like, now it tastes like sweet ice. <laughs> I gave up on smoothies for a couple of years. And then I think the Jamba Juices came around. And I would go to Jamba Juice when I was feeling very wealthy. Because in those days, I they were they still are an arm and a leg, but... At my salary, it was a, it was a week's pay to get one of these smoothies. But you could see them making it, and I, I watched them make it, and I go, uh-huh. <laughs> so ice is not the main ingredient. Maybe it's important in some smoothies, but it's not the main ingredient. So keep that in mind. If you need any other smoothie recipes or pointers, I'm Mr. Vanilla, and I've got the Smoothie Podcast. No, I don't. There's no Smoothie Podcast. Go to Jamba Juice and take lessons. Or Google it. And guess what? Google didn't exist when I first started doing that. But the internet did. Books existed. And, you know, I tried it five times and wasted a whole bunch of fruit and ice, way more ice than fruit. And I was just like, this is stupid. 
Smoothies are gross. I don't know what we're doing here, people. I'm moving on. Thank goodness for Jamba Juice, because now I can have berry smoothie. That's right. That was a banana joke. 